Shaman History 101. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the retro video games podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me today from some unknown, undisclosed tropical island is my partner in crime, Mr. Jem Elias. How are you doing, sir? This tropical island it goes by many different names in different it, territories. It does. <laughs> it depends on where you licensed it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's because today we are talking about the Wonder Boy series. Recently, um, a re-release of uh, Wonder Boy Three: The Dragon's Trap, previously only mm-hmm. available in Europe and the U.S. on the Master System, which means it was really only available on the Europe in, in Europe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, and uh, quite beloved, um, very beloved. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that got re-released. It's funny, Jim. Uh, before we get into it. Uh, no one I know ever played Wonder Boy 3 The Dragon's Trap. Then magically this re-release comes out and the whole world thought it was their favorite game of all time all along. I, I'm rather surprised by that myself, actually, because <laughs> it's, because I, I cause usually when I've talked about this game in the past with people, um, you know, you're, you're, they should be game people are like, what, who, Wonder Woo, Wonder Boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, every, not, not, it's not even just Europe. It's, I've seen people in Canada saying, oh, yeah, go check out Wonder Boy and Dragon's Trap. It was my favorite Metroidvania game before Metroid even released. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, we and we will talk about it. Actually, Jim, I think for the mm. first time ever, and we'll get to it when we get to that game. Uh, we'll be talking about that game while we're mm. talking about the actual uh, Master System release. Um, so yeah, um, but before we get started, I wanted to address a couple things. One, we are aware there's a, a mild static in the background. We couldn't quite find the source of the interference, but it doesn't seem to be present while we're both talking, so mm. uh, it should not be too problematic. And uh, again, I apologize, Jim. Uh, th- you might listen to this and be like, I don't know what he's talking about, and so uh, I might just be attentive. <laughs> but one way or the other, we've at least addressed it. Um, I'll just talk so, constantly. <laughs> no, 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 you could. Again, it's, it's just when when either one of us are talking it doesn't seem to be there so we're good we're good um but uh second of all we have no listener mail um although there was uh oh there was something i wanted to address really quick so people have come out and talked to me so jam as you're probably aware they have discontinued um the nes classic edition um in america and japan and europe officially um Mm. and lots of people are speculative as to what reason that is but Eurogamer came up and said hey we've heard rumors of a any snes classic edition and that's why they stopped it so they could just start printing up all those snes classic editions and whether you agree with that or not whether you believe that or not whatever that's that's your debate to have or that's for ghx but um uh, but people are like, hey, so are you guys going to do your top 30 SNES games? <laughs> um, and I, and I kind of have three responses to that, but uh, Jam, I'll, I'll let you respond as well. But my first one is, no, we're not. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, it was a cute thought experiment. We did it for the NES Classic Edition, um, but now this is getting a little out of hand. Um, also, uh, something I kind of noticed with the NES Classic Edition is you can start to narrow down some of the, the top games from that uh, console, and even then, tons of people had different opinions. I really feel like SNES is one of those games where 30 different people will have 30 different answers, and they're pretty diverse. Um, mm. What are your thoughts on that? Well, the the first thoughts as well actually is the, the we know about them saying that because there's another article you probably, you probably read the same one that said that oh we we don't have unlimited resources from Nintendo. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I mean just so you know to... it's it, it is implied that if the SNES yeah. Classic Edition does come out, we'll get like 500 of them. But yeah, mm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but it's sort of similar similar sort of topic. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, I could totally believe that an SNES, I'd say NES Mini again, then SNES <laughs> Mini um, would come out. Um, and if 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 it is, then you might want to just pre-order your pre-order right now. Maybe just just start camping outside a GameStop or wherever your local retailer is. Oh no, I I am t- completely turned off of the whole concept. Like yeah. I, I'm sorry with the way they handled the NES Classic Edition. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, I would be different if there was no other way to get SNES games, but it's it's pretty easy to find on yeah. now yeah. the 3DS and obviously the uh, uh, all those other things. Um, the second thing, and I think people should probably prepare for this, and I could be wrong, but um, 8.4 brought it up, and it's a very good point. Um, uh, 8.4 being the, uh, the Japanese podcast. If you've never listened to it, you definitely should. 8-4JP. Dot JP. Um, but uh, they said, uh, what makes you think it'd be 60 bucks? What makes you think there'd be 30 games in it? And what makes you think yeah. that like that's going to happen? Because in all likeliness, it'll be more expensive, 100, 150. Uh, it may, or it may not have 30 games or both. Um, mm. So mm. just kind of prepare yourself for that one. Remember, they're charging eight bucks a piece for those games uh, in, in America. And uh, I would say the equivalent, what is it, six pound? In Europe, for SNES games on Virtual Console, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Okay, six quid. So that that sounds about right. Um, so you never know. Uh, the last part is, um, yeah, we're gonna do the. I'm just gonna come out and say it right now. Uh, in June, sometime, we're gonna do the top ten SNES games. So. <laughs> You know, you're good. That was coming anyway. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, that's that's been about the only like random passings I've gotten. But uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So Jam and I were talking today about different things, and I do know that uh, recently Retronauts did the Wonder Boy Adventure Island episode. Um, and the reason I thought it was very important that we come back and talk Wonder Boy is there's one thing. There's two things that Retronauts, by their own admission, uh, are, are kind of pour on one of those is uh sega properties and the other one is european properties uh makes sense um jeremy Parrish and bob Mackey, the two uh shall we say masterminds behind the uh, main project uh were nintendo kids through and through um that while they they were aware of the the sega properties and and probably even played them um definitely don't stand by them and definitely didn't i don't believe own them themselves at the time um additionally uh they don't they've got some great people who know their their Japanese shit, but Europeans a little harder to come by. Um, so I thought you could give a great 
spin on this. And I, as we were putting together the outline, I was just like, you know, Wonder Boy really is one of those interesting things where you've touched certain ones based off of your experience, you know, and, and you are responsible for me having touched uh, more Wonder Boy than, than I normally <laughs> would have. You know, I haven't, I haven't played the Dragon's Trap, but uh, Wonder mm. Boy, uh, what is it? Monster Layer 2, Wonder Boy 3. Sorry, it's Wonder Boy 3, uh, Monster Layer. That one I'd never touched mm-hmm. until until you. Uh, and again, I got to it with Cron CD, but still, um, I don't know if I would have made the Wonder Boy connection because it's just called Monster Lair. Uh, but yeah, anyway. they changed it. Yeah. The the chronolog- chron- yeah, chronological form of Wonder Boy or how they <laughs> ordered it is very confusing, which will probably give it. I will bring a bit of clarity to that in this episode. <laughs> yes, we of will. What, what, so because there's two games that have three in a title. <laughs> <laughs> there are um so actually there's i think there's more isn't there also monster world 3 so there's wonder boy 3 wonder boy 3 the other one and then monster world 3 <laughs> yeah, the other so one. <laughs> yeah it gets and we'll, and we'll get to all those we're gonna we're gonna yeah. lay this out pretty smoothly for you but uh but yeah i i thought it was worthwhile because wonder boy is a pretty big property in europe as far as i recall is do you say that's yeah, an accurate yeah, statement Okay. Yeah, I would agree. Um, the first two games were actually were very prominent on their microcomputers as well, despite yes. not being great, but they yeah. did exist. Yeah, and we, will, and we will talk about those in a minute. Um, so we're going to do our usual thing, but uh, but I think it'd be great to hear uh, Jam's perspective, hear about some stuff we, we may or may not know about. We'll discuss the Adventure Island connection, um, but I got to say Ray Barnholt, who covered Adventure Island on that episode, uh, really kind of hit it home. Although I don't remember if they talked Adventure Island either. And I think having Adventure Island in the discussion actually makes it more confusing. So, and you'll see why as we get going on this. But uh, anyway, so today's episode is going to be about the Wonder Boy franchise. So, um, <laughs> so Jam, you can you can help me out here. But uh, the first mm-hmm. uh, title is uh, aptly named Wonder Boy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um i'm gonna run down the specs here for us and then we'll we'll have a discussion but uh um i, I believe this is a game both of us are very familiar with is that yes. correct yeah, okay. yeah absolutely all right so it released in 1986 um to arcades worldwide it did have a worldwide release that that is a rarity with some of the wonder boy arcade games so mm. keep that in mind um, the developer at the time was escape they will later rename themselves to weststone in fact the sequel they will be known as Weststone, and we'll get to that uh, when we get to it uh, as to why they're called Weststone. Um, and uh, and uh, they they unfortunately did file for bankruptcy in 2014. So I do believe the the uh, developers in liquidation. Yeah, yeah. Although one of the main uh, known team members, uh, which we'll get to in a second, uh, is alive and well. <laughs> well, he not didn't mean <laughs> to make him sound dead, but he is. Uh, uh, alive and prospering in video game development still. Um, so don't worry about that. And I feel pretty confident that most of the members of Weststone uh, have found work since uh, 2014. But um, uh, Weststone, best known for the Wonder Boy series. Um, most of the first iterations of everything, uh, including the trilogy on arcades. Uh, they made Jaws on the NES. Have you ever played Jaws oh, no, on the great. NES? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's one of the few LJN licensed games that people uh, do do uh, find uh, pretty decent. Although those are getting to those LJN games are getting to so bad they're good status these days. I feel mm. like um, uh, 
Uh, they did make Monster World 3 and 4 on the Mega Drive, so that's mm-hmm. notable. Uh, and I do feel pretty strongly about saying Mega Drive because it was all but defunct in, on the Genesis. And I know there's a Monster World f- 3 fans out there that are going to lose their mind over that, but guys, <laughs> I'm sorry. You gotta, it's kind of cult. Um, <clears throat> they are also known for the, the RPG Dark Half on the Super Famicom. Mm. Uh, yeah, only came over, only out in Japan. Uh, recently translated, though, we've actually talked about it in like the news stories on one of these things. Uh, the only reason I'll bring it up is Dark Half is one of those interesting games where you actually play the bad guy and then you play the good guy who hunts down the bad guy you played in the first <laughs> half. So it's an interesting, cool. yeah, it's an interesting one if you want to look it up. So, um, and it is published by, uh, and Wonder Boy is published by Sega. So this was a Sega property yeah. through and through. Mm-hmm. Uh, best known team member on this is uh, Ryuichi, uh, yeah, Ryuichi Nishizawa. Uh, he mm-hmm. is the reason I say he's the best known team member is he was the director, the designer, and the composer. In fact, he does everything. <laughs> I, I'm fairly certain he built this game by himself. Uh, I could be wrong. Like he might have had contract laborers help him, but mm-hmm. uh, for every instance I could find, this game was just made by him um, outside of some consultants uh, or maybe some people who joined Weststone later uh, and help him out. But um, anyway, uh, he was, it is notable though, he remains as director and designer of uh, most of the first iterations of the original games, notably One- Wonder Boy, Monster Land, Monster Lair, Monster World 2, and Monster World 4. Monster World 3, mm-hmm. though, he had no touch in. He did he while Weststone did develop it, he did not he did not work on it. Um so uh do you know much about the development of this jam? There's not too much to talk about, but are you too familiar yeah, there's with this? A little a little bit familiar of the development, but there's not yeah, like you said, there's not really a lot to say really. Most most of the development I've read it might it might be from where we've put in the notes already, is from some of the um uh, interviews that they've put on uh, Hardcore Gaming 101 about sort of mm-hmm. about sort of what their inspiration for the design was and stuff. Uh, I mean, I can ju- I can jump right into it from what I've um, from what I've read really, sure. uh, which is um, I mean, this was when 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 Wonder Boy released obviously '86. Um, you know, Mar- Mario the original Super Mario was quite a hot commodity at this point, and um, there this, this game draws some fairly similar parallels um that you might not expect really to um the original super mario brothers where there's uh well there's seven levels the seven or seven stages seven levels but where they have four stages per level mm-hmm. um but the main kind of uh, you know, the main kind of difference really this time is what the developer wants to do for this game is he wants to kind of put in a sense of urgency with this game so you know you had to, it's kind of like a gotta go fast but not with sonic kind of thing <laughs> Yes, predates Sonic, um, but yeah, yeah. There's definitely you're always fighting some sort of clock. You're always urged to move forward. Mm. So um. you got a stamina meter in this one, where it's it's a one hit kill game. This is where it gets kind of this way. I think confuses <laughs> yeah. people a lot. Where you see that bar at the top of the screen is you know the, the the various colors. Then you think, oh, there's my health bar. Clearly, no, that's not the health bar. That's the that's the, so the stamina bar is quite a big uh, big thing in this game like if you hit rocks it goes down but if you hit enemies just once you die instantly so you've got to consistently basically one boy in this game has diabetes you know you need to consistently yeah. feed him <laughs> so that's very true yes and if that bar goes down we should note you die also um in fact the the way this all ends is pretty much you die um mm. Uh, I know that's not an accurate representation of diabetes. I'm just making a silly joke there. Oh, Some yeah. people probably correct me on that. Motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, yeah, he's constantly got low blood sugar. Um, 
But uh, yeah, and, and believe it or not, the original iteration of this game, uh, the game horizontally scrolled on its own uh, at a, at a yes. pretty fast, uh, good clip. And apparently in testing, Nishizawa said uh, it was unplayable. It was impossible. Nobody, nobody was going to put quarters into this game. Um, and so they got rid of that. And uh, that's actually uh, one of the things Wonder Boy can get. I believe his name in the first one is Wonder Boy. Am I correct on that? Ah, that's 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 a good that's a good that's where our first fact comes in, Fred. Ah, is that he he yeah. was called Wonder Boy in Europe, but in, he was called Tom Tom. <laughs> no, yes. no, he was Tom Tom in Europe. Actually, I do apologize. No, because in um he in becomes Tom Tom when he goes home, I believe, in consoles. Well, it, it, yeah, yes, yeah, so, but in um Japan, he was just called Boy. <laughs> So oh, fantastic! Cool. All right, boy. But um, but in later when we get to the next game, that's where it changes. But yeah, basically the main there's three. I guess you could say it's three protagonists in this game. There's um, there's Tom Tom is is Wonder Boy basically. Um, he's mm. the the blonde haired little kid with the the green bush, <laughs> little, the grass skirt. Yeah, there. yeah. Before you, everyone thinks he's just walking around with a '70s Jerry curl down there. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, then you have um, Tanya, um, which is uh, or, or Tina as she's known in Japan, mm-hmm. which is the girlfriend you're saving, uh, which is a common theme for games at this time. And uh, Drancon, who's the big bad, basically. And, Dark um, King, these... as he was known in Japan. Yes, but yes. I was going to say these names would get switched around um, through various ports of this game as well. <laughs> uh, yes, very much so. Um... And uh, and actually, I realized that I actually know um, know a little bit more about this. Um, mm. Originally, um, uh, in in the original game, um, Tom Tom and Tanya. Uh, this is again back to the Hardcore Gaming One Hundred One uh, uh, interview, which you Indeed, can definitely yeah. check out. But it jumps through the whole series pretty heavily um but yeah he said tom tom and tanya are not the names he originally gave them they were called bock b-o-c-k-e maybe bake and tina mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah and and as he correctly predicts um sega actually changed the name from bake which i guess might be boy in japanese that that could be yeah, possible yeah, yeah um but uh, but yeah yeah uh, Tom Tom was of of course part of the the localization, um, but uh, but yeah yeah in uh, uh, one of the pack- pickups power ups uh, Tom Tom can get is a uh, a skateboard. And mm-hmm. it's constantly moving forward, and he goes, that's a throwback to the way the game used to scroll beforehand. Although I do believe he says that the game scrolled faster than that skateboard. And that skateboard doesn't look wow. like it's moving <laughs> fast when you're watching a video. It is very fast when you're playing. It's very fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you, if you're you a beginner, al- I even reckon, yeah, just don't pick it up. <laughs> yeah, you almost ask yourself, is this a, a gift or a curse? Um, which can be said for a handful of things in this game, uh, a handful of pickups. Uh, uh, I believe is the eggplant in this one too, or is that just Adventure Island, where you pick up the eggplant and it chases you around eating your stamina bar? It's like an oh, no, that isn't here. That's, it's a Grim Reaper in this one. Grim <laughs> Wonder Reaper. Boy. Okay, okay. You know, and again, I grew up with Adventure Island. Full disclosure, but I have played Wonder Boy. In fact, I played it on the live stream and stuff. So, um, mm. but some of these subtle differences, I, I, I haven't quite got down. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So they are subtle differences. They, they, they're both very very similar games um but but we also should point out that wonder boy did come first yes yes and, yes and I'll, I'll give that story in a minute um but i wanted to focus on wonder boy before we uh 
Uh, and that's the only reason I hadn't brought it up yet. Um, the the last thing, uh, you have compared it to Mario, and that's appropriate, especially because Mario comes out, uh, Super Mario Brothers comes out about nine months before this. Um, and it was a side-scrolling platformer. So yeah, it's a very important distinction. Um, the most important distinction, though, if you've never played the game, is the fact that Wonder Boy um, only uses projectiles to kill enemies, Whereas yeah. Mario, you can jump on them. You do not want to jump on enemies in Wonder Boy. That that will not go well for you. Um, and there are, there are plenty of areas where you could argue that, despite the fact that Wonder Boy or that Tom Tom can carry either a tomahawk or uh, uh, another selectable pickup is a fireball, um, you may not want to shoot things. Sometimes simple platforming around enemies is a, is a better way to go about it. Um, mm. So I believe there's a fox character, right? That uh, do you remember where you cross a flower mm-hmm. and then the fox sneaks up behind That's right. you? He can be easier to jump over than to shoot. Um, a little less twitch based, but again, everybody's got their mm. own way of handling him. Do you just turn and shoot him? You 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 said mm, like you well, might. <laughs> he, he in the the console pause of that, he tends to jump over you and he's running in front of you. Um, oh, but, but yeah, so it's yeah. I, I still Another find difference. it depends on. Yeah, yeah. So it, it depends on sort of what your strategy is, really. But yeah, I mean, it's it's if you've already got. I mean, the only way it's really, really easy to get is obviously you've got the skateboard equipped. But like you said, it, that could be a curse in itself because there is some brutal platforming in this game. Yeah, we should and point if out if you have the skateboard and you get hit, you don't die. It's your one time you don't die. You actually just lose well, the skateboard. Unless you go down a bottomless pier, then it is. Oh well, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes. I know, yeah, but I know it's you don't die if you get hit. If you don't get, yeah, if you get hit, um, you get you get one and done. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, um, so uh, I'm I'm curious. What were your initial thoughts on Wonder Boy? And did you play it uh, home console version or arcade first? Oh, I played the Game Gear version first. Oh <laughs> my, yeah. Oh intro, yeah. Okay. Which actually, it's pretty good actually. Yeah. um as, as a ports for this game um yeah i i dug this game i um yeah well, i had it on the old, i had it on the old game gear to start with um it just seems so simple such a simple concept um it's i think most people will have the same experience when you first play one boy if you go into this game blind you'll just play the first level you'll lose all of your lives or die and die very very quickly but it's very much one of those and you, you probably won't even think much of it just doing that, especially with one game today so the game might seem a bit tame but it's one of those investing invest in it games it's just sort of see how far you can get you just get a little bit further each time and then when you're when you're sort of a little kid and you're on your little portable game gear which bear in mind you know those batteries don't last long on that damn thing <laughs> yeah it's well take and also it's take you uh, while I see the end. Yeah. um and also keep in mind that uh um uh uh sorry i was reading something real quick also keep in oh, mind okay. that uh you know, if you, especially if you're bad at it, um, the soundtrack is going to come through. Remember, Nishizawa oh, yeah. did is director, designer, and composer. <laughs> um, the original Wonder Boy music loops uh, endlessly. Yep. <laughs> a lot. And if you it's, pause, I think it's just the yeah. What? Oh, yeah. I was about to say, I think there's just the there's just the main level music. There's the it's kind of like the dungeon music when you get to like level four of the stage mm-hmm. four, I should say, um, which is where the boss character is. And that's it, isn't it? That's just those two, I think. <laughs> that is correct. There's the boss battle music, and then there is the main thing that do 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 do. And oh, then somebody is like already <laughs> curled up in a ball hearing that. Um, most people hate that. For some reason, I find it somewhat endearing. 
<laughs> well, I must be nostalgia for me. <laughs> it's it's definitely a chief complaint because he addresses it directly in the interview with HG one hundred one. But uh, but yeah, um, it's it, it, it's something else. I will say. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think if the arcade version, if that was the music, but I think it was. I'm fairly certain I'm the arcade sure. music it, it was just really, it was really, the, the that 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 soundtrack was the same for I think pretty much every the ones that actually had sound because some of the micro most of them I think all the micro ones didn't have any music whatsoever. But the um, yeah, you know, I'm learning that more and more. I, I've been working on the dragon double dragon version video, which may never come out. I'm just warning people right now. It's just so much work uh, that it's just daunting for me, and I go to sleep. But um, but yeah. Um, yeah, lots of microcomputer games don't have soundtracks. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a, that was a very common common thing theme actually, especially ports of um, of, of, of mm. arcade games. Um, but yeah, those that, that yeah, because I've played the arcade version of Wonder Boy as well, which is it's interesting as well because that's something worth mentioning is the the con- lot, some people would say the console ports are probably slightly superior just because the don't forget because we keep forgetting to mention this that it was an arcade game. <laughs> this is an arcade oh, yes. game first. It was definitely <laughs> an arcade was- game. Um, and it's it kind a of busy a arcade game like it's got a busy yeah. HUD you know what I'm talking about like the bars above mm-hmm. in like a box do you remember this and your scores in the upper left or something yeah there, there's a lot of busyness and it becomes a very stripped down um, user interface there's not a lot going on other than the main action of the game itself in the home ports or at least most of the ones I've seen well, the they kind of the that that HUD, I guess you could call it, where they put the sort of the, it's, it's less cluttered in the ports, where they kind of just compress it um, more yeah, appropriately. Yeah, they um, strip a lot of stuff away. Yeah, the yeah, it's it's a lot more distracting in the arcade version. I, I think the you know the Master System and Game Gear ones are more or less the sort of the, they're, they're quite similar. The only difference, obviously, being portability. So the Game Gear one, they they obviously compress the screen a bit more in accordance with the size. Mm. Um, but the, the, you know, this, um, I mean, the, that I'm just looking actually looking up some screenshots quickly. But though that um, the, this, yeah, I remember this fact actually is the um, the microcomputer versions, Fred, for reasons I don't quite get, were ports of the arcade version of the game because obviously that go. makes sense. Yes, <laughs> whereas that's that's the thing that um, at least the Master System and Game Gear got right is that they understood that they were console ports, so they had adjusted mm. the game based on it being a console. Uh, so, the, well, I didn't really quite get to it um, to that point, but they, you, 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 if you in the arcade version, it's just you just got the buttons you tap, whereas on the Master System, you just have two buttons. And even the Game Gear, you just have two buttons, one and two, and mm. the D-pad. Well, they simplify the controls um, with Wonder Boy, where you just hold. Uh, one down or two down i can't remember which is which actually now um where I think it's that, that, one. Down, yeah one's for yeah. sprint and then two's jump basically and then obviously one doubles as your tomahawk frame button uh that's not present in the arcade version <laughs> the holding yeah. down for the sprint <laughs> so yeah that's true which makes things uh uh pretty difficult um mm. But yeah, I'm looking at some of these microcomputer screenshots here, and yeah, uh, the busy HUD is everywhere. Um, yeah, hence it, because it's, it's so they it, they were just direct ports. Well, they weren't direct ports, obviously, but they were they were taken from the arcade version, and uh, it just it's it's funny for microcomputers to for, for yeah, because the microcomputer is there's there's quite a lot of. Um, there's a lot of tech under that on those hoods, and they did some pretty impressive things with some games. Um, like Double Dragon was a good example, actually, um, from earlier. But mm-hmm. 
they didn't do a great job with Wonder Boy <laughs> with microcomputers. No, not so much. I guess the ones I should reference because people are asking, well, which microcomputer ones were they? Well, there was the Commodore 64, there's the ZX Spectrum. And I think that might have been it. I don't uh, let's see, I got them they, here. Uh, oh, they did the Amstrad as well. Yeah, they did the Amstrad. Yeah, Amstrad. As well. Yep. Yep, that's there what is I'm a um, there is an MSX, MSX version. That's yeah, Adventure yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah. So um, the MSX version, uh, yeah, is Adventure Island, and uh, and is a little more akin to the. Uh, it's it's kind of weird, but it's a little more akin to the NES game uh, by Hudson, mm. and we'll get to that in a minute. But it, it's essentially the same game, so that's why we're we're kind of loosely throwing it around. The ZX Spectrum, at least in this screenshot here, everything looks green. That must be balls hard to the, deal with the whole game is green <laughs> wow yeah so, um, I, mean, I, I mean we all love these like, spectrums limited color palette but they this is all green <laughs> this game um well yeah and i want to take a step back real quick and and just talk a little bit about the gameplay this game yeah. is a dick move after a dick move uh, to the point that you almost wonder why i, I see why a lot of people don't like it and yeah, I, do, I, do. I I almost wonder why I do like it so much. Um, because, for example, like a lot of the enemies and a lot of the earlier enemies are literally designed to react the way they know you're going to react. So a good example of this is the fox oh, yeah, you talked about. Yeah, where mm-hmm. like the fox is running at you and it jumps over you. But they know you're mm-hmm. going to jump to try to avoid it. So it's literally intended mm-hmm. to intercept you. Um, and, and then I also think about the frogs. Do you remember the first time you hit the, oh, the yeah. green frog? <laughs> the first time you see a green frog, it just sits there and you just shoot it and it dies. And then you come to the red frog and, and I might be having those num those colors off, but, uh, it, and that jumps at you in a very sporadic movement. Not since the Medusa head in Castlevania have I been so, uh, kind of jarred by that, that, by that movement. Um, but it, it it's very interesting because the levels are very uh, are very treacherous, shall we say? Uh, there's also like you know early on, it, I think first level, the cobra that spits fire that the fire weaves in kind of again the Medusa head pattern. The uh, insert random flying animal that you hate here. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's almost like comforting when um, the when you get to a boss. You know, mm. um, you get to these underground areas and there's lots of uh, platforms that will fall out from under view. There are lots of mm-hmm. like going over the island areas where you're jumping on clouds and those clouds are very unpredictable. Uh, they start to work in conjunction with the enemies to make things a uh, huge dick move. Uh, like an enemy that happens to jump up at the same moment you land on the cloud, which gives way and starts to fall immediately. Uh, it's like you don't stand a you chance. You've got to be fast in your feet with this game. It's... Um because those like falling platforms and just they'll say for, for for the game as old as it was they threw a lot of stuff on the screen <laughs> a lot of stuff on the screen the and it's levels. very twitchy um oh yeah you have to be able to react fast um but yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's kind of why i liked it is the fast reaction is it really was a think on your feet game you really had to kind of just be and when you when you kind of did it the first time and you got through some of those tougher sections you didn't half feel like a kind of an accomplished gamer you yeah. thought yeah <laughs> i will give it to you yeah it was it was fun to show off when people are like oh i don't like that game because i'm bad at it you're like oh yeah well let me show you <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh 
but yeah, that that was me as a dick kid. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a very endearing game. And again, it's weird because I didn't even play Wonder Boy growing up. But I but I did. I just didn't know that's what it was. Um, it should be noted that outside of the uh, C sixty or sorry, the microcomputer ports, uh, I would say the Master System and the very similar Game Gear. Uh, mind you, they are pretty much the same console. Um, probably the game. most notable of the. Uh, of the home ports, probably considered the the definitive home port, um, but there was an SG one thousand port, which was the oh, yeah. uh, the very oh, basic yeah. version of the Master System, and it's a my card. It's one of those card games. Oh, fantastic! Jam, and uh, <laughs> it it looks rough. It looks yeah, it's quite basic. <laughs> if you look at it, it's very rough. Um, it it seems to borrow from the arcade also with HUD and everything. They don't have the simplified HUD from, which is just basically we should point out it's just a bar across the top, a, sta- yeah, a stamina yeah. bar. Uh, this one's got the full HUD and everything. The other thing that's interesting is um, Tom Tom's hair is green and his skirt is red. So. Hmm. Figure that. Interesting um, switch over. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but uh, and then there there is it's on Wii Virtual Console. I'm guessing that's the wow. SMS version. I'm guessing oh, that's what, maybe maybe it's the arcade. But I'm thinking it's that one. Uh, also, um, Hamster has released one of its infamous arcade ports on uh, the PS4. Uh, only in Japan at this time, uh, as far mm. as I know. Um, but you can pick that up. So if you wanna if you wanna drop uh, you know 800 yen, go for it. It's all yours. Um, and then there is an HD remake, which I haven't played. I just found out about it today. It's called Wonder Boy Returns. Came out, I think, in 2014. It's on Steam. It's 15 bucks. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um, I think they, they might have ported that, or they were, they are going to port it to iOS, I believe. Um, I, 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 I'm surprised that it came out in 2014. I... I because I was trying to follow all three of these recent Wonder Boy releases as close as possible. That one mm-hmm. really went under the radar, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and and so, so, and I did check the uh, the developers of um, the Dragon's Trap uh, hand drawn sprites one is Dot Emu, which is not who did this one. This is actually done by CFK. No, it's yeah, they're called yeah. CFK Co. Um, but it is funny because in the Daddy Move one, the number one thing they're asking for is, hey, could you do an HD remake of Wonder Boy? Well, huh? Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, let's see here. They made it in Princess Maker, which is interesting. Princess Maker, I like that. <laughs> uh, which it, it is an actual like development. Uh, yeah, I'm sure kit, it is. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and looking at the screenshots, I do see... Oh, no, it, it looks like hand-drawn modern sprites. uh mm. I do see random screenshots where you see the classic Wonder Boy sprites, but it looks like that's just uh, oh, okay. It is a it is a a sprite for your character, so it doesn't change everything. Mm. It just makes your character look like the original Wonder Boy. But anyway, it's fifteen bucks. It's got full controller sports on Steam. I should probably pick this up at some point. <clears throat> yeah, give it a shot. But uh, but yeah, so. Um, anything else you want to say about Wonder Boy before we we move on? It was just like an action platformer. Um, yeah, yeah. Through. I don't think there's much more to say about it. Really, it's, yeah, you know, it, it's it's a it's a fun it's a fun game. I think is worth checking out. Um, I mean, obviously, you've recommended which ports to go for. I'd probably say try the you know the Game Gear on the Master System port, but definitely you know 
definitely if you've got obviously mame and stuff check out that arcade version it's yes yes uh nishikawa or sorry uh nishizawa uh does admit to using mame himself whenever he looks back at his old projects uh one thing i thought that was so interesting about this guy is when they ask him about like previous projects or did you know they made this and are you okay with that and stuff like that he's always like well provided the legal stuff is taken care of i don't look back at my past work so like when somebody was like oh yeah did you know about this uh we'll talk about this in a minute when we talk about monster land um but uh you know they're like did you know about this is this pirated or whatnot and he goes uh maybe i don't really know i don't really care uh, and so I thought that was interesting. Uh, and the fact That's that he, yeah. yeah, he admits himself, he goes, it would be such a pain in the ass to find a wonder boy cabinet. I just grab Mame and go play it. So, well, they get yeah, advice. Yeah. Good advice. <laughs> so let's, let's get our, our best Seinfeld voice. And what's the deal with wonder boy and adventure Island, which by the way, that's, that's a <laughs> terrible Seinfeld voice. But anyway, um, so, yes, yeah, so uh, those of us in America probably much more familiar with either Hudson's Adventure Island or Adventure Island. It depends on what you want to call it. Hudson's is definitely in the, uh, in the, the, the label and everything. But, um, so Escape, the developer, licensed the game to Hudson for release on the Famicom slash NES. Uh, I myself thought it had to do a big deal with Sega and all this stuff, but apparently not. Uh, Escape had the rights. They had the copyright the whole time. So, according to Nishizawa, uh, since Weston owned the copyright, there's no issue calling him Wonder Boy. Uh, they could have made a direct port. They could have Wonder Boy characters in the Adventure Island universe anytime they want, but Hudson chooses not to. So, no, it seems yeah. like a distinction yeah. thing. Yeah, additionally, Hudson and Escape Weston never worked together on the ports of the games. They were developed completely separately. So, any... Um, obviously they had played wonder boy. They, they went to them to license it. So it's not that they weren't aware of what the game was. They cloned it in, in many respects. Um, but it is, it, it is its own game. Um, in Japan, the game was called Takahashi Meijin no Boken Jima, which is master Takahashi's adventure Island. And it's based around the Hudson soft spokesman. Are you familiar with Takahashi Meijin Jim? at all mm-hmm. i don't think so no but I'm, I'm, i think if you talk about it i'll probably yeah, be, it'll be, probably well, be quick he was just this chubby kind he looks just like the the main character of adventure island and he's like chubby very pop very positive and very kind-hearted and he was like a, a a hype man he was the the he was the uh the oh uh, uh what is larry herb called um that uh, major nelson that's what i'm thinking of larry herb is known Ah, also known as major nelson anyway Mm. um but yeah he could push a button really fast i think like 16 times a second or something which if you think about that that's ridiculous oh i heard about that yeah (laughs) so yeah he was kind of like a pseudo celebrity you know in japan Mm. over here he was just thought of as uh, master he was called master higgins and that's just kind of what we call him we were like that's a fun guy he's you know he's kind of a chubby version of wonder boy and he's got a ball cap and brown hair and and basically he's he's a pixelated version of takahashi majin but um uh, again in america it's called adventure island or master higgins or sorry or hudson's adventure island um it's a direct port of Wonder Boy with a few changes. Uh, the first one is the bosses. The bosses are all human-like in Wonder Boy. They're all given monster heads in Adventure Island. So that's one big difference. Um, there are subtle changes to the scenery and backgrounds, but the level design itself doesn't seem to sh- uh, shift too much or fluctuate. Um, 
in order to continue, which I believe continue was just an option on the screen for adventure or for Wonder Boy. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, you well you could well, you, well, you obviously just died. It just said continue. It just I think it said just continue question mark. You just press the button to gotcha. go again. I think it had yeah. to continue though. In um, Adventure Island, you have to get the Hudson Bee. It's at the end of uh, level one. There's uh, like, mm. you know, there are little signs to tell you how far along you're getting in the level. There's one, two, three, four, and then G. Right before the G sign, right at the end there. Because uh, this is a, actually, this is a gameplay thing we didn't talk about. There are times where uh, all of his power-ups are found in eggs. And there are times mm-hmm. where eggs are hidden. You literally jump at a certain moment and an egg appears out of nowhere. Time appears, yeah, yep. <laughs> and uh, this is the case with this one. And the uh, and what's in it is the Hudson B, which gives you the ability to continue. So anybody who really plays that game, it's kind of weird that it's in there because it's kind of a waste of time because mm. the game's unbeatable without the Hudson B. I'm just going to come out and say that. Uh, I'm sure somebody's done it, but... Most people won't be able oh, to. Oh, of course they have. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and so it's almost trivial to get it, but it's kind of a pain in the ass because whenever you grab the egg, if you're facing left, the egg will jump left. If you're facing right, the egg will jump right. Well, it's on a cliff side, so you can't hit it from facing right because next to it is a gap. If you hit it facing left, it jumps into the gap, so you have to know to be able to throw tomahawks or fire at it and break the egg open. Anyway, once you grab the B, if you hold A and press start, you can continue the game uh, in Adventure Island. Um, and uh, the soundtrack's new, which for some people is fantastic. And uh, Adventure Island has a, a well-known um, uh, uh, soundtrack uh, that I actually really like as well. Uh, let's see, I'm writing down the time. And I'll throw in Adventure Island. Now. A clip. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, ultimately, Adventure Island is just a licensed version of Wonder Boy. But then, mm-hmm. the, then the two franchises really split off. Um, they really did, yeah, in separate ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so in comes the sequel, Wonder Boy in Monsterland. So, mm-hmm. uh, released nineteen eighty seven, Japan only, uh, to arcades. Uh, there is an English ROM that is available to play in Mame. Um, Nishizawa doesn't know if it's pirate or scrapped original project that was dug up so so i guess so it might be worth also mentioning this is also known as um super wonder boy monster world <laughs> yeah yes it is um and it, it's called a lot of other things this this gave yeah. way to a bunch of clones we'll get to the clones later um but uh but yes uh when we get to the ports uh jam um is super wonder boy monster world the uh the Master System name for it? No, no. In, in Europe, it was still Wonder Boy and Monster Land. They kept okay. it um, as it was in America. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, Wonder Boy and Monster Land. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like Superboy in uh, Monster World was uh, was what it was called in uh, in, in Japan. Oh. It was, yeah, no, no, yeah. It was Super Wonder Boy on um, some of the microcomputers, Fred. <laughs> Aha, including okay. the Amiga of all things, because it has to be different. It's got to... Well, yes, and also to make things very frustrating, uh, it is known in uh, certain uh, ports. I'm trying to figure out which ones uh, as uh, Super Adventure Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> which keeps, actually that keep lo- that confusion coming. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that's only in the mobile port that it was called that. 
So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So good. 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 And that was a Japanese mobile port, so we won't actually Mm. deal with that. Um, But yeah, yeah. So um, before we get into the development, uh, what's the big change here? What? Because it's not the same game. It's not even the same big change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, this started out as an arcade game as well, but this game completely changed its focus from being kind of like a you know, side-scrolling action, well, platformer. Now, now it's kind of more of a, you know, kind of like more. Like, it's, it's still an action platform, but it's slowed down considerably, and it's more um, kind of got. It's, it's it's kind of like a light RPG you know, action game where you upgrade your sort of items and your abilities through, as you go through the game. Um, but just a huge kind of um, a huge change from the original. It's going more into yes. kind of like a, like a medieval setting. Yeah, dare, yes, and it does go to we go from cavemen to medi- uh, medieval. Um, now here is here's a thing. Uh, would would you say it's safe to say it basically gets the Xanadu treatment? It looks kind of like uh, Fazanadu, Xanadu, um, and uh, uh, probably the easier one for everybody to remember is like Clash of Demon Head or Zelda Two. I mean, forget mm. the challenge portion, but it, it's a little more like that. And I feel like a lot of Japanese RPGs eventually get to this point. Um, I'm playing East 3 right now. And, and again, I think I've mentioned it on previous episodes because it is so fresh in my mind uh, that, uh, that that it also does that. But yeah, it's kind of, if you want to get a feel for what Jam's talking about, it, it, it's to that effect. Um, mm. But, uh, and again, real busy HUD. Uh, on the arcades, oh, yeah. <laughs> on, the arcades. <laughs> on the arcade, yeah. It's like a, it, it's kind of like Sega CD games, right? Where you only get like a th- two thirds of the screen is actually yeah, taken up by gameplay. Screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's got kind of this gauntlet feel where the top is all scores and the left, probably third of the screen items is all stuff, items yeah. and stuff. Yeah, which again, it's stripped down heavily and is just a status bar at the top of the screen for the Master System port when it goes home. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, uh, so the development. Um, I was looking into this and I thought this was hilarious. So they asked him why he changed it to an action RPG. And he goes, I became obsessed with wizardry. That's why. (laughs) Simple as that. I did date, yeah. Um, Wizardry, it should be noted, was very influential in Japan, especially in the uh, early to, or sorry, mid to late 80s. Um, But Nishizawa did bring in another programmer named uh, Michisito Ishizuka. And uh, mm-hmm. they made up most of Escape. I believe there was a third person there, but it was only three people that made up the company at the time. So at the time, the company was renamed to Weststone. Uh, this is because Nishizawa's first letter of his name is stands for West. And uh, Ishizuka's uh, first letter stands for Stone. So put them together, Weststone. So there you go, mm-hmm. Weststone. Um, so it's not West One or whatever else people think. Um, and, uh, it's interesting because, uh, the artist, the additional artist on there, there's only four people who work on the project, but, uh, the original artist is, uh, Rie, R-I-E, Rie, I think it is, Ishizuka. I have no idea hmm. if, uh, this individual, I don't even know if it's male or female, is related to, uh, you know, Michis- Michishito Ishizuka, the, uh, you know, half of Westone or not, but, uh, but yeah, Rie Ishizuka does work on this as a as an additional artist and there's a new soundtrack composed by Shinichi Sakamoto and this is important because Sakamoto would stay on and kind of handle Wonder Boy from now on um, but it was a, a much more dynamic score uh, that that many refer to as being as distinct as the gameplay change so mm.
and it is very notable, right? It's a lot less. There'd repetitive. be a few more variations. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so so yeah, this one's on you, man. I have not yep. uh, played too much Wonder Boy in Monster Land. Um, no problem. Didn't enjoy it too much. Uh, didn't even realize I was playing it when I played it <laughs> on uh, on on PC Engine. So there you go. But uh, yeah, this is a tough game, I'd say, and it's. Um, Probably even a harder entry level to even the first Wonder Boy game, especially if you play the arc. Well, actually, to be honest, even if you play the console ports, the arcade port is pretty brutal. Um, but that one, ironically, is the one that they decided to put in the Wonder Boy collection for the uh, PS3, uh, the 360, and even on the Wii. Um, so, I, I'm, which, which does surprise <laughs> me actually. Yeah, yeah, but so. Okay, what what sort of what this game has going for it? Despite the fact that I just sort of said we said we said it's a departure, it still decides to keep some of the arcade tropes. Now this game has a timer in it. You don't have a stamina bar anymore anymore, but you do have a timer in the and it's highlighted very clearly in the bottom it's left. It's like corner. a big hourglass, yeah, yeah, and that will haunt your days when you play this game <laughs> because what you, the problem you have is that the game is a bit more slower paced but you still have to move quickly um because once that timer goes down you will lose an entire heart unless you manage to find a like an hourglass power up which are very they're very sort of rare or you get to the end of that level um so you're always against the clock um while you're against the clock, you need to consistently kill enemies, take their gold, you need to upgrade equipment um, with money, um, which it feels like resources are very sparse in this game as well. So it's, huh, it's actually quite stressful weird. to play. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's, um, it's interesting because, like, it, yeah, it, it's like RPGs on crack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. but it's, what, again, kind of like, I guess, kind of like what I was saying with the original once you kind of have to really really kind of sit down and learn this i don't know how you would have enjoyed this in arcades though i mean i i just couldn't have imagined putting money into this <laughs> yeah and we should point but out I, you I, said I, hearts um yeah your life is like hearts think zelda and yeah. you can even expand yeah. the hearts think zelda so now that's funny as well because how you expand your hearts Fred, in this game is you actually have to get high scores <laughs> nice <laughs> it's really it's very bizarre yeah so your score <laughs> defines your life i like that mm it's yeah it's got oh sorry yeah no 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 you carry on i just it's got an interesting look to it uh it's a little more distinct on the master system but uh on the uh i keep using the word distinct i'm sorry about that it's a little more defined and looks a little more like i i would say zelda 2 on the master system on the arcade game it it has a feel that's a little more like solomon's key or mylon's secret castle if you're familiar with those mid 80s arcade games it's it's interesting i don't know it's it's got an it's got a cool look but like a a dated look but that's not an insult to it um Mm. or it's not intended to be i wouldn't say that this game is held up as well as um, some of the other games in the series but this would be kind of like the i guess the origins of where the series would go in the future and continually go but um the the other thing they do which i guess is worth mentioning is the upgrading equipment which i briefly touched on so you can upgrade your sword your shield your armor and your boots and obviously upgrading your boots makes you go faster the armor just makes you more resistance damage you know the shield is for projectiles and the sword obviously is damage um but yeah it's this it, also the other thing that's a, I, I'm going to speak. It sounds like I'm going to speak very negatively about this game, but um, but they get it's, it's, it's worth people knowing what you're in for. <laughs> it's once you've completed a level, you can't go back. 
so mm. that, and so you're going against this timer it's all hectic you got to do all these kind of things get as much um money upgrade as much as you can um oh of course the as well fred you can go into a bar in this game and drink beer <laughs> which is yeah i'm seeing a dragon bartender um and martinis <laughs> which has changed when it went yeah. over to the west of course yeah yes of martinis and beer um best part is though fred is they don't change that in the localization uh, with the the arcade port on the 360 yep. and, and xbox 360 which i think is brilliant <laughs> keeping the beer because <laughs> they changed it apparently when they brought it on the mars system it was uh changed to was it um like roots or something or mm. something a bit more subtle because of the drinking reference well and i'm gonna so. be honest with you i think it's just laziness as to why it didn't come over uh or it, yeah. it they wanted the best version or the the most definitive version and that would obviously be the arcade version and there there is literally no localized versions of this um we'll, yeah, we'll come to the dingo west it was just the console ports right and we'll 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 get into this again in the reverse when we mm. deal with um another game that never went out in japan so um you know it's it's just one of those oh, yeah, things oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's just bizarre. one of those things that that happens um but uh i should also point out this is the last of the games where i would i people may disagree with me but i would be remiss if i didn't mention that um wonder boy on the master system and uh this game on the master system and all ports by the way do a pretty darn good job of uh, of capturing the visuals of the arcade game you know they're not the, mm. and, and, and I, I need to say admittedly both of these arcade games have uh i would say pretty low-end graphics uh all things considered but with their peers of the time period um but yeah they do a pretty good job uh it, it's with the next game that that really starts to split and while they do a good job of capturing the arcade graphics they're just very hard to capture uh they mm. the, the the arcade the graphics finally catch up with the rest of things so but uh, uh anything else you want to say about Monsterland before we get into ports um well well, I'll wait till we kind of go over overall port, uh, overall thoughts on this game. But uh, no, no, that's about that's all for the arcade, uh, part of it. But yeah, right. ports. So yeah. if this was ported to everything, like literally, yeah, <laughs> lots of microcomputers, which is why you say that. But mostly in the UK, and we should point out the game came out in. Uh, we already mentioned it came out in 1987. Uh, it hits PC Engine in 87, Master System in 88, and the microcomputers in 89. Um, mm-hmm. And oddly enough, yeah, both the arcade version and the Master System version hits the Wii U Virtual Console. So uh, that, that'll just show you how it was pretty clear that people were, um, they were prepared for people to want one version over the other. Um, I mean, would you, say, would you say it's safe to say that uh, the Master System version is a different game? Maybe not in overall design, but like a, a different version of the game, shall we say? Yeah, people tend generally sort of say that the Master System version, if you're going to go into this game, that's probably the best one to stick to. But at the same time, I'd say the, the Master System game, at least with the arcade version, if, at least if you play it through MAME or you get a, if you or if you buy it um, through one of the ports, then that you you can you can you can throw continues in that unlimitedly because it's an arcade foot game basically. Whereas the Master System port, and with most of these ports, Fred, you if you're dead. Back to the beginning, right to the start of the game. <laughs> and with this type of game, oh, yeah, it's not the sort of oh, thing you want wonderful. to be. Oh, oh, wonderful. Oh, oh, wonderful. the arcade game, you can just carry on from wherever you left off because you, you just put money in, don't you? You just put credits in. Mm-hmm. 
they they don't seem that's that that's kind of the prop that's my only kind of biggest issue with the port of this game is that they don't kind of address that it's uh you get basically one life for the entire game you get one kind of like revive potion i think you can pick up some more on the way if you if you're particularly good at the game but it's very much that old you know the old old you know yep keep go get as far as you can die all the way back to the start (laughs) and try again (laughs) i do have to say though looking at the box arts these are fantastic like oh yeah Yeah, the box art's great (laughs) like uh the the sega one he's got like a 70s uh, white guy afro like like he's either (laughs) yeah he's either from the from the warriors or uh, you know something else um that also comes over in the uh in the the master system or sorry the mark three in japan but then he's a little more like give me a quest you know kind of guy on all the ma- <laughs> microcomputer versions and then on the amiga one he's just randomly wearing a fucking diaper um oh yeah, we've got to mention that actually the um yeah. the the diaper because the arcade version yeah he's literally in his undies from the beginning of the game until you get some armor but in the master yeah. system actually put him in some art. <laughs> yeah so so yeah and and, and um nishizawa did say that he is in a diaper uh not underwear yep, so uh, he nice, is in yeah. a diaper uh in the arcade game too so you're not just seeing that but um it's fantastic that's that's the thing i say yeah go for the arcade port just for that just for that alone it's great <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's interesting and, and worth uh taking a look at um but there are clones. This is where uh, there's a bunch of clones. So I already talked about the PC Engine. Actually, uh, that one was known as Bakuraman, uh, which is a uh, Bakuraman is a anime. So uh, it was a Bakuraman license, and they released it. Uh, but it is it is just this game through and through with Hudson's uh, licensing. Um, they also Jalico licensed it and released it on the Famicom. I believe they didn't get permission though. And called it Sayuki oh, right, World. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and Sayuki World, I, I can't remember whether or not they got permission. But Sayuki World, they, they added the Journey to the West license onto it, which, if you're not familiar, Journey to the West um, is is a, a very well-known uh, bit of literature in Japan and uh, in all of Asia, really. Um, I believe it's Chinese origin. But I could be wrong about that. I haven't looked up Journey to the West in a while. Um, and so it's an easy one to grab. It's like... I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's like it's like us grabbing like Shakespeare or something. You know, like it's a very mm. it's a very obvious one. And you don't need permission for it. Uh, fun fact, though, Sayuki World Two is a random sequel to this title that has some notoriety with cult fans, especially due to um, I do think it's got a special chip or something in Japan. I, I know it's an expanded audio thing. It's one of those things where that people check compatibility with like the AVS and stuff. Uh, but in America, it came out here. Sayuki World Two came out here as Wampum. If you ever look this up, <laughs> it is probably one of the most culturally insensitive games ever. Jam. He's supposed to be a Native American. Um, they of they course, changed yeah. everything, yeah, to Native American. Uh, but he's still fighting like the things from Journey to the West, which is the funny thing. And he's a white dude. It's it's. Uh, it's quite like a common thing with some of these ports. Is they yeah. just it was just literally a palette swap. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, but this one doesn't look like it was licensed. And then the this one was licensed um, Tech Toy in Brazil. If you're not familiar, Brazil always makes their own versions of all these games. Uh, they released um, their version, which is called uh, Monica No Castelo No Dragao, 
which is uh, Monica and the Dragon's Castle, and it's based off of the popular Brazilian comic Monica's Gang. So um, Nishizawa said he loves the the port, uh, especially for bringing Wonder Boy to Brazil. Um, but yeah, uh, it's important to note this game was not successful in arcades, and for many of the reasons Jam kind of talked about. So. Mm. Okay, yeah, I guess I want to know. I can see why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can only imagine. Like, what? I'm guessing you have to restart the whole game when you die in arcades, or will they let no, you? No, 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 no. That, you continue. Mark, that's the console port. Yeah, you can get as long as you got money. You can okay. continue. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, so I'll play the you arcade have to start game. Start at the beginning of the level that you played. So if you do Fair die, enough. you have to go back. But at least it's not as not too far. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Jam. Uh. Should people look up? Oh, look at this. The ZX Spectrum game. Remember how the Wonder Boy is green? <laughs> this is all blue. This is a, a blue-ass game. But uh, that, 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 that is slow as slow as the snails in the first game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a rough-looking Amiga port, too, I should point out. Uh, the Amiga yeah, usually looks look like good, an Amiga game. No. No, it does not, sir. I, I might even go out on a limb and say the Master System has better graphics. Um, <laughs> I think it does, actually. It's as good as the, um, the, the Amiga port looks as good as its box art. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the horrific. C64 version, though, that's a fucking C64 game. And I love this. In the upper right-hand corner, the hourglass is massive. I, I think that's like a trope of all the ports. Let's just yeah. make that really clear to people. <laughs> Oh, and look, it's the first sword he's got is called the Gradius, which is actually probably supposed to be the Gladius, uh, which is a very famous sword. So, um, but yeah, so uh, we should point out that, uh, that 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 Westone didn't handle all of these. In fact, it looks like images handled most of the uh, the ports. But uh, yeah, um, I, I have to say, for the record, though, the Famicom port Sayuki World uh, looks looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. These are all pretty good ports on the main consoles. Uh, Bakuraman looks good. Sayuki World looks good. Um, and uh, Wonder Boy and Monster World. Uh, or mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Monster World? Is this it? Or? Monster Land. Monster Sorry, Land. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, they all look good. They all look good. So, All right. Are we ready to move on to the Wonder mm-hmm. Boy 3 split? <laughs> so the 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 two the, this where the path diverges a bit so um so this is wonder boy free monster layer and that's pretty much what it's called universally across everything so yeah like sometimes they drop wonder boy there's like monster layer on the pc yeah. engine cd but it it is yeah and this would be the final arcade title so like the the ending of the trilogy of arcade games as i usually call it um and probably i would say easily the best arcade game although that is a very debatable from some people i found i'll get so. behind that i'll get behind that i mean i think uh, the the problem is right the, it changes genres again it becomes a shoot 'em up yeah, it goes- it's through and through a shooter cute em up
Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It it kind of made, it kind of goes a little bit back to the first game where it throws the stamina bar back in there again and it the one does. hit death thing again. Um, but the yeah, the main thing with this one now is that it's uh, consistently scrolling the game, um, so it's yep. always scrolling to the right, very very soft slightly. Um, and there's the, the, the you can basically pick up consistent weapon power ups. It's very fast, frantic um action really and but i just and the obviously the biggest it's the only game in the series you can play two player <laughs> Ooh, yeah i forgot about that i mean let's let's face it it became a traditional shoot 'em up um yeah it did uh, yeah you know they they use different examples like you, it looks like your character's running some levels and they go into mm-hmm. dream worlds and stuff but at the end of the day it's it's pretty much a shoot 'em up or, or one of the closest things i can come to um so, yeah. They got a lot right with this. I thought. I thought that this this one really struck a chord with me. I I, I played this with the um, the Mega Drive port of the game. It's yeah. my first instance of this. Um, I think it probably just hit me straight away, just because it was just. It, it, this one has a the probably one of the easiest barriers to entry compared to all the arcade games. It's the easiest one to pick up and play. Yeah, you pretty yep. much know what you got to do. You just you just press the button to shoot, and then obviously pick up another weapon. The weapons run out quite quickly as well. You got to pick up another one, mm-hmm. um, and then just just destroy everything on the screen, kill the boss. And you're done. Bring a friend. <laughs> um, I'd say it's easiest among these three on the arcades. Yeah. Um, I would say so. But, but when we say easiest, we should still say that this has its moments. <laughs> it's still quite tough. Yes. And, and you should not be surprised if you are in America and you don't know this game. This is one of the games Jam yes, introduced me to. not brought over to America. It was in one really weird way. Uh, the only system it's on <laughs> is it's known as Monster Layer on the TurboGrafx-16 CD. It is one of those ones that is on TurboGrafx and PC Engine CD. So it mm-hmm. did come out in America on a console that cost 300 bucks, died in a fire, <laughs> and was really not played by many. Um, and, no, and nobody saved the bodies. <laughs> right? And, uh, and, and so there was that version. That version's almost arcade perfect. I've already covered it in yeah, Cron CD. Yeah, yeah. I was very impressed with that game. Um, the Mega Drive one, uh, Jam, thank you very much. It never came out in America. Uh, it mm. only came out on Mega Drives in Japan and Europe. I don't know why. Why is... Um, North America is so scared of fucking cute em ups, right? I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> because we didn't get Parodius either, and you guys got at least a few of the Parodiuses. Um, mm. But yeah, anyway, um, and, and uh, we didn't get Cotton either. Man. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so Jam did give me for Christmas one year, thank you very much, uh, the uh, the Mega Drive version, so I do have a Mega Drive copy that I can play on my Genesis anytime I want to. Um, I could be wrong, Jam, but I think your European version slows down to 50 frames a second. I feel like yep, that game moves right. slightly slower and makes it easier. And again, we're talking 16%, but still. <clears throat> well, no, no, yeah, no. Because I, I, I've played the uh, the main version of the arcade game and obviously compared to the Mega Drive, definitely, definitely the Mega Drive version is slower. As someone who's played that game extensively. <laughs> well, it's weird. I use my flash cart. It is actually faster on the Japanese version because that runs at 60 oh, yeah. frames. Yeah. 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 Of course. But, uh, it does, it does have, um, it does, the, the console port does suffer from a bit of slowdown at times though, as well, it, which the arcade game never does. Um, right. there, there's moments where that, this game, cause I think so much is going on at times. It chugs. 
<laughs> it's the it's life. the Gradius 3 effect, right? I don't know if you've ever played Gradius 3, but if you haven't, you always play it on SNES and not in arcades because it has the slowdown uh, that makes that game beatable. Uh, fun fact, the PS2 version of Gradius 3 uh, actually copied the SNES version uh, with the slowdown and not the mm. arcade version. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, this is also available in arcade and... Um, uh, sorry, the on the Wii Virtual Console, you can get it on arcades. Yes. Yeah. And I believe the Mega Drive version is on our Wii Virtual Console. If not, then maybe we did get the TurboGrafx CD version. I can't remember. But the, we got um, two versions. I know the, yeah. The Mega Drive version was also ported to PC, so you can get it on Steam. Ah, um, oh, yeah, in, yeah. In one of those sets. Which is surprising, actually. I'm surprised they put that one in. Yeah, a couple of these did get ported over to Steam for like three bucks or something. Uh, best way yeah. to find any of these is uh, Wonder Boy is two words. So it's just search Wonder Boy. Bam, you'll see any, almost anything we talked about today pop up if it's on Steam. Um, but yeah, uh, good game, but not too much to talk about. Um, no, not, not really. It's, it really, we, I mean, worth probably briefly mentioning is that there's, um, at least the arcade version, there's 14 stages. That's cut down in the Mega Drive version. I think they take out three of them, I believe, um, because one of the complaints um, was that the game was too long, although, I don't know, I don't really, didn't really have a problem with it. It seems to go by pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, basically mm. two stages per level. You've got the, the intro stage, which is, you might, you know, might be a forest, ice place, desert place. You'd be all pre- various environments. Some of them play homage to the previous games that you've already played, if you've played them already. Um, and, um, of course the the sort of the second stage is this kind of like you're riding on like a back of a little dragon it, it literally does turn into mm-hmm. a <laughs> 2d side scrolling shooter we oh, have yeah. access to the full screen so you can uh i should basically the boss rush i should point out um the pc engine version the the turbo graphic cd um does have all of the levels Although yes, all the does. parallax yeah. scrolling has been removed. There's some cool parallax effects because this was on a Sega 16 board. Um, they're, they're not in, in there. Otherwise, it's pretty much uh, arcade perfect. And again, the, the Genesis Mega Drive version uh, is a little stripped down, but it still captures everything pretty it, darn well. It does, a jo- it does the job. I would, mm-hmm. I would recommend. I mean, certainly if you, know, if, you, if you want to get this game, on, you know, definitely get the Steam version. Just check out for the price it is. It's a steal for that price, in my opinion. Uh, for the amount of fun you'll get out of it. Um, the, the other thing that stood out to me about this was the, sound, the soundtrack is certainly, the, at this point, was the strongest of all the games. It was very, a bit, mm-hmm. they really put a bit more effort into it in this one. Yeah, and Sakamoto <laughs> did do this soundtrack. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, so uh, good, good addition to the team. But yeah, they're getting better. They're getting better. So, all right. All let, variation. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Uh, now let's go over to a part where Jam's going to be talking a lot mm-hmm. because we're going to deal with a game I've not even played, which is Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. <laughs> so you don't think it's get confused? Yeah. So, so this is Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Um, or Dragon's Trap or Dragon's Curse or uh, Wonder Boy 3 <laughs> Adventure Island. <laughs> yeah yeah well well, (laughs) all right let's just let's just throw it out there okay so on the pc engine it's known as adventure island in japan if you get it on turbo graphic 16 it's dragon's curse if you get it on the game gear in japan it's monster world 2 dragon noana and of course it's terma de monaco m rostage uh uh, sorry res in brazil 
um, of course, yeah, of for course. the Monica <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, so, we'll get to Brazil. <laughs> it's got a ton of names, um, but this is kind of the secret um, true third game. Uh, ironically, yes. not coming out to arcades. So they're they're really starting to and they're remember Westone made both so I think this is them figuring out that like we yeah. need a they probably learned it from the second game we need a certain type of game for arcades but we can expand upon the popularity of this on home consoles on home consoles mm-hmm. so because uh, the lead platform is the Master System yes it is yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, so Wonder Boy 3, Dragstrap, this is the first um, exclusive kind of made-for-consoles Wonder Boy game. Nothing to do with arcades anymore. And thank God, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Because this is what kind of what Monster Land really should have been if they hadn't had an arcade mentality to it. So the game now, no timer. That's all gone. It's completely, that's all I've said. They basically stripped it down to what it kind of, that what Monster Land really kind of would have been a lot stronger if, if it was fixed. So it's, it's it still has those tropes in it. It has the upgrading. It has the, you fight enemies, you take their money, um, and then you go to find shops and then you upgrade the equipment. Although, interesting enough now, Fred, you can't upgrade the boots in this one. You can only upgrade the sword, the shield, and the armor. Um, well, yeah, who needs boots? I mean, half your characters don't even have boots. Well, I was about to say that's the that's the main change to this game is you have the infamous transformations, which um, which would go on to obviously inspire various other games, which probably we'll discuss a bit later. So, Wonder Boy this time. Uh, oh, okay, quick, let's give a quick rundown what actually happens. So, this game does a thing that which I think this is appropriate to say, Fred, because we're covering this for a future game club. <laughs> this game starts at the end of the previous game. The previous game being Monster Land. So mm-hmm. you start at the last level like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which also yeah. does the same thing. <laughs> um, bearing in mind that game came after that. So some people believe this might have possibly been some loose inspirations. That maybe not. We don't know. But um, but yes, yeah, so I that bet Ego would agree to that. Although, let's see. Uh, yeah, no, this looks like the first and only that did this before Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, you basically play the... It's a simplified version because I've, I've got to the last section of Monster Land, which is balls hard. But they basically you get full health, you're fully upgraded as Wonder Boy. Um, we and should then they point out the same thing is true of Symphony of the Night. Yeah. The uh, end of Rondo of Blood is much harder than the beginning yeah. of Symphony of the Night. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah. They didn't want to put you off too quickly of the game. So, right. yeah, yeah, basically, it's, you, you go through a, br- a brief, uh, a, a much scaled down version of the last sort of dungeon area. You fight the last boss of the game, which is like this mecha dragon. But when you kill him this time, rather than the game finishing, you get cursed and you turn into a little dragon, which is fantastic. Yes. So, um, and then your quest begins. Your quest is basically to get rid of the curse. Uh, so, you turn into it's called Lizard Man, or um, which, so there's, they, they, they all come under sort of different names. Um, and really, what you do is you're in this kind of you're thrown into like a village setting and really you're you're allowed to have it your way fred you're, you're allowed to basically just kind of explore how you want as they say in the infamous metroidvania style get it's a metroidvania style but you you have a bit of loose exploration you can kind of go where actually you want, at this time re- they were just known as metroid games <laughs> yeah just metroid games yeah so 
you have a bit of loose exploration but generally there's only kind of one general path you can go but you have to kind of find it sometimes it might be a little bit of trial error like maybe you'll accidentally go to the right and realize going to the right or going into intersection is really difficult but you'll obviously find areas that you can't access for reasons that you don't have the abilities to get to them yet um basically what you do you're obviously going into the different sections you're going through kind of small dungeons i'd call these they're not even really dungeons they're just most of it's just side scrolling sort of um attacking enemies um like monster land basically uh and you fight another boss all of the bosses are dragons in this game and then when you defeat another dragon you turn into another animal uh so i'll go for all the animals quickly you have lizard man you have mouse man you have piranha man you have lion or tiger man depending on region you're playing in <laughs> and um <laughs> and hawk man because obviously they want to be different although it does get really funny when it gets to brazil but we'll get to that later so <laughs> but, well and um, actually uh, i see one more which is human oh, yeah. which i think is oh, fantastic Hugh, yeah because oh, that yeah oh, yeah <laughs> I love that these are all mans. It's like they're all terrible X-Men that never really like made the cut. And what's really funny as well is that um, that they they don't change the man titles in the recent remake, despite putting Wonder Girl in it, so, which I think is really funny. It was kind of cute as well. At the same yes, time, I like it. We'll I apologize like it. if if you notice. I'm definitely yawning a lot, but if you notice, Jam does too. Um, we should point out we're recording this really late in America and really early in Europe, so we're both suffering for this. <laughs> anyway, um. So yeah, and that, that's what I think people are really attracted to this game about is these different transformations. Each animal kind of has their own abilities. Like Lizard Man, he has no shield, but he can fire projectiles, and he's um, you know, he's he, he can't be harmed by like lava pits, which is a handy thing. Mouse Man is diddy, but he's rubbish at attacking. But you can like climb on walls. Piranha Man can obviously swim through water. Uh, Lion Man is kind of like the strongest of attacking. He can do some, like he's a swipe tank. down move yeah but yeah basically and hawkman can fly but my favorite thing about hawkman fred is that he gets damaged when he hits water yes <laughs> that's that's appropriate hawks do Fantastic. too um just, which which really ruins especially if you're familiar with this game you realize that some doors will literally put you underwater <laughs> so, nice. so so if you don't know this fact and you won't know when you play this because they don't tell you these things you'll, you'll be in for a nasty surprise so so does it, what's human's special ability? Does he just die? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Well, yeah, human. <laughs> it sounds like a Simpsons joke, doesn't it? Human. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's human only, not quite. Um, but yeah. So um, yeah. But wait, wait, well, human is the final transformation because obviously you um you 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 really go cycle through all the animals before you get back to your your final form, which is for the final sort of boss section as well. I believe um. I think human makes the most out of the like the legendary equipment, which is like the best equipment in the game. So you know, for for being fully upgraded, um, whereas the other animals, I don't think get the most out of it from what I remember. Um, but yeah, but that's the this is the main sort. That's the sort of it. that's why I guess like we were saying earlier, by boots are probably not that important. But that being said, the armor does play a factor into the characters as well as the shield. And even this is the funny thing, Fred, is even though Lizard Man, if you look at the sprite, he's just a lizard man. Mm -hmm. He still benefits from the shield upgrade, the armor upgrade, and the sword upgrade. Yes. 
I like which it. is interesting. Whereas all of all of the other sprites have a shield and a sword um, on them. Um, but definitely, I, a, yeah, Karen. Well, I have to say, from looking at um, screenshots, there is a huge variance to the different worlds. This looks I was as about to say, yeah, that's what I was getting on to. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this looks as as different as like DuckTales does, and DuckTales cheats mm-hmm. because you go to different parts of the world. But um, yeah. You go through a wide variety of environments in this game. Um, you, uh, you go to like an Egypt setting, a forest setting. Um, probably my favourite setting by far was the like the underwater ship one, which is really good. That looks really effective. This game, this game has a really good soundtrack as well, even for the time. Um, amazingly reconstructed in the remake though, because they did it for like full full orchestral, so they put mm-hmm. down actual proper instruments, <laughs> and it, it really. But the, my favorite thing about that remake, but we'll get more into that in a bit, is that the you can instantly switch between the old and the new, so you can kind of yes. listen to it yourself. So, which is really cool, actually. You know, um, I I really dug that. Um, anyway, but sticking to the well, oh, actually, itself, real quick, back to the soundtrack. Believe it or not, Sakamoto did this one too. Sakamoto yeah. did both soundtracks of the different Wonder Boy threes. Uh, so which he, is he impressive. He's going into work. <laughs> yeah, but like, can you imagine that? Like, like nailing it on both the arcade and the home ports. Like, it's yeah. probably people would. I've heard people say those two are the best two soundtracks. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say so. Yeah, and I don't even know if it's a man or a woman, but like he or she was hot. Nineteen eighty nine. They knew. They knew. They were on fire. Um, yeah, I mean, we've already I've already sort of spoken about the upgrades and the you know, the boss battles. Um, I mean, some of the so some of the criticisms of this game, which are worth obviously bringing up, is that it, it, this game is is hard. It's pretty tricky. Um, you, but the obviously the benefit this time is you don't have the you do have unlimited continues now. So even on the Master System game, ah. so if you die, you basically just go back to the village, which is like the main hub world to start with. Um, you also get a, this is what I quite liked actually, Fred. Is you get a little kind of like a roulette that happens when you die, so you have an opportunity to possibly get like a potion if if it if it gets on the right sort of spot on the roulette. Um, so it gives you it gives you kind of an incentive to give it another shot. Basically, you might usually yeah. you'll fail, but every now and then you'll get a chance to um, get an upgrade to help you. So it's kind um, of like a D and D saving throw almost. Yeah, yeah, it, is. Uh, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, this has password save in it. This is, I think, it's the first game oh. in the series that does that. Um, oh no, I'm guessing Monster Land might. No, might not actually. My name. No. This might be the first one. So, um, and obviously, uh, I've, I've just got to say this. I hate keep bringing this up, but they, these password saves can transfer to your HD remake, <laughs> which is so cool. <laughs> so, I heard that because, so, well, yeah, and you can get to it in a minute, but the HD remake is literally the same game. Like they, it is a they remake, took the base. Yeah. Well, but they took like the base code of the game and like just kept the game the same. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, I think what I've described it to people is think of it like Master Chief Collection for Halo One and Two, basically, where those two were the same game. You know, it's just they just put the graphics. They, just, you know, those they, those two games also feature that ability to switch back and forth from the old and new graphics. Yeah, although they did tweak those games a little bit. Do you know? Did they tweak the uh, the new one? Oh, they did. They did do. They did tweak um, Dragon's Trap for HD remake very slightly. Okay. You know, there are okay. elements that they have. Yeah, yeah. Changed. same thing with Halo. Um, very, very slight tweaks. Very, but they're very small. I mean, generally speaking, it is a 
like it's a port for port remake it's uh, that's why they're hence using the term remake rather than remaster it's not like a whereas that's the funny thing actually because they're another game that's coming out later this year monster boy which is um that's actually a spiritual successor to <laughs> dragon's trap oddly enough and <laughs> um, that is a full-blown remaster in terms of the um, not um, yeah remaster in terms of it's new it's a new game new controls um new new everything basically whereas this dragon's trap game is it's the dragon's trap it's just it's a it's a much prettier coat of paint better soundtrack um but they, they i think they address some of the slight problems of the game but they also keep some of the issues which is kind of funny actually like although one of the big things they do is they do put difficulty settings but i've only obviously i've only played it on normal so far which i imagine normal is the same as it was on the master system whereas there is an easy mode which i imagine probably addresses some of the difficulty issues people had um which fred i might as well mode. get into actually fred mode yeah, yeah, fred yeah. Mode, basically. uh well actually so, i wanted to ask you one simple question yes it may be self-evident, but this is a this is a, a very enjoyable game, right? You you like this oh, game yeah. a lot. Yes, yeah. No, I say this is this is very enjoyable. And I think if you know if you're going into the Wonder Boy series um, from scratch, this is this is not a bad place to start. Really, a lot of um, people say this pr- is the building blocks of what the franchise becomes. Pretty much. I mean, some people still argue it's the strongest of the series, and I can see that argument, although the i think some of the limitations hold it back at least for me personally some of its limitations hold it back from probably being the best because it bearing in mind it still was a master system game so it only had the two buttons to work with um which does limit it quite significantly in terms of like gameplay uh so you know you only have like the 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 standard attack you do get i forgot to mention this you do get this in monster land you do get magical power-ups as well so you can use magic where you press down and the two button to use that um, so like fireballs, uh, little whirlwinds, um, arrows that shoot straight up, which actually are surprisingly helpful, actually, for some of the enemies. It felt like they put a bit of thought into the magical power-ups in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, I think this is, um, people, we should also mention as well, people, if, if I mean, because there are people that are not big fans of the Master System, but this is one of the staples of the Master System, people will say. Like, if people do a top 10 Master System games, or even like a top 5, this is usually one of the top ones up there with Fantasy Star. Although the game is very different. I always like to say to people, these two games are very different. This is nothing like Fantasy Star. <laughs> I also have to say that when looking side by side, um, the Master System, the Turbo Graphics or PC Engine version and Game Gear are nearly indistinguishable. It is impressive. The um, yeah, the Game Gear one is a good one to bring up actually because that does have some subtle differences in terms of um, they obviously smaller screen, so they right. have scaled things down significantly. And apparently, uh, some of the level because uh, you'll realize this when you play this yourself, the game that you sometimes need to make most of the whole screen to kind of get the most of your environment. And on a Game Gear screen, that just wouldn't be possible. So apparently, they have appropriately adjusted certain big sections of this game to accommodate the Game Gear. I actually really want to go and play the Game Gear port now because I've never That's, done that. One. Yeah, that's actually a, a better thing than most Game Boy games did because <laughs> they just mm. slapped that shit it's on just, there. Like, so they did put care and attention into that. Um, the the other thing is, I think, this is just a silly thing, but um, this is the game that has the infamous smoking pig, Fred. Ah, <laughs> uh, the smoking yeah, a bit pig, like the, okay. I like to call this the, the smoking Chris of the Wonder Boy series. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true, because he, he, he didn't get... Um, he he obviously got changed as he was brought over to, mm-hmm. the, to various territories because for, for for reasons of his smoking um, little thing. But he he was considered a bit like the you know, like say the um the the merchant from Resident Evil Four where he's like you know what are you boying kind of character. Right. But 
he he was very much recreated though in the um the remake and given his um you know like basically the the recognition he deserved and yes the cigarettes are back as well there you go <laughs> but he's literally this little pig with a he's got a little well i'll, I'll, I'll say it, he's a little fag i know that's different in america but his little cigarette basically and his, his eye patch he's he just looks fantastic and he spends most of the game what appears to be just mocking you and he's in a church (laughs) because of course he is yeah (laughs) because of course he is because sega can get away with it because the reason that's appropriate to mention is but don't forget that during this period in gaming nintendo was incredibly sensitive to sort of religious references and stuff like that so whereas sega was just like yes let's just let's just do it right yeah but i think actually actually i believe the um the church reference is taken off in um it, i think that was also taken off in the west because there's a little cross basically on top of the church um whereas they removed that in in different territory versions with for obvious reasons but <laughs> <laughs> obviously i don't find it offensive but they call they again with the remake port they call it they call it a church they say yep go to the church <laughs> wow yeah anyway i'm just keeping it simple though yeah dragon's trap is a great game it's um it's it's tough though i i should i cannot stretch that enough this game does have bizarre difficulty curves threads that i find even i even playing the remake this is why i said it was a bit funny they kept them in um mm-hmm. but again maybe that's maybe they, they i think they probably change it I'll, I'll probably have to quickly try and play through easy setting just to see if they do change that <laughs> okay what i mean by this is that projectiles in this game do more damage than say if you touch an enemy which seems very bizarre so like there's these kind of these flower characters that shoot like fireballs at you, they'll take off literally like two whole hearts of your character, wow. regardless of what armor you wear or regardless of what, whereas if you just touch them, they'll only take up a marginal bit. So the game has these, it, it confuses you sometimes with this. It's like you think, and it, it becomes a lot more cumbersome later in the game where the game gets incredibly hectic with projectiles. So you're trying to having to, so basically the strategy you're kind of wanting to implement is you're thinking, um, I, I can hit that enemy so long as I don't get hit by that damn fireball because that's the best way to go. <laughs> right, yeah. But it, it's, it seems a bit odd. It seems like <sighs> something went a little bit wrong in the coding there because, because you know... Well, yeah, because it makes you really ballsy if you're in close quarters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's safer to be that way. Hmm. But the, uh, despite it's sort of, yeah, people saying this is Metroidvania or Metroid at this time, um, it's not. I don't. I wouldn't say it's too hard to get lost in this game, even if you go into it blindly. You usually have an idea, and it's it's not. To, I mean, I like like we say, simple. I find we we're playing through Symphony of the Night at the moment. I find that game a bit more vast in terms of scale. There's a lot more places to get lost there, whereas um, this one, there's not a lot to choose from. So if it's not one area, you can pretty much cancel down where you've got to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah um well cool uh so anything else you want to say about this or the uh the new enhanced one or whatnot that's available right now on switch and ps4 i think it's it's on it's on everything but pc but pc is coming very soon it's basically xbox one ps4 and switch um and yeah, I was going to say that I think if you're if you've never ever played a Wonder Boy game, or even if you like Wonder Boy game, um, or if you're you're interested, that is probably the best place to start with this because that game does include um, the original retro version because you can literally press a button and flip back to the old graphics and flip back to the old um, music as well, which is really cool. Yeah, they're so playing that is both. A, yeah. 
for somebody that's sort of someone like me and probably you fred as well who's interested in that sort of stuff it's just fascinating to go between the two and the the hand-drawn graphics really just look beautiful in this game um but I, i'll save that for sort of a review but i think it, but if you want to obviously you can track this game down you can get it on the master system um that's the version i have that's the cheapest version although well, no, actually no, no the game gear probably is the cheapest but the game gear one's actually the hardest one to find <laughs> but it probably is mm-hmm. the cheapest i'm, oh, I'm not referring go. to the turbo graphics ones because we don't have them over here but um but yeah, but, but yeah, I, I recommend, I, I highly recommend this game. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, I have Monster Lair on PC or on TurboGrafx CD, but I, uh, but I have to say, if you look it up, the PC Engine uh, Adventure Island cover is the by far mm-hmm. the the most badass. Let's see, let's see. What, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what Dragon's Curse goes for in America? Um. Whew no no you're not gonna buy this it's like a hundred dollars for like cue card only yeah no um <laughs> just buy that other one uh but yes yeah, buy, so, so, buy the game gear one <laughs> yeah there you go buy the game gear one um so then we move into the ones that i definitely lo- oh actually this one i know a little bit more about because i played it i forget why we pl- why i played it and talked to you about it but um which is uh wonder boy uh, it's it's known in Japan as Wonder Boy Five Monster World Three, mm-hmm. but it's better known for most as Wonder Boy in Monster World. Yes, upgrading to world now. <laughs> yeah, it's released in 1991 for Japan and North America, 1992 for Europe. It is uh, mm-hmm. lead platforms Genesis Mega Drive. So, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it, isn't it? Apart from um, the well, uh, got, apart from the port, the turbo graphics, yeah. and well, you got a, you got a port to that. the Master System in Europe only. <laughs> um, it's known as the Dynastic Hero, which yeah, I, I love that name uh, on PC too. Engine C and and TurboGrafx sixteen, uh, and then it did come to Wii Virtual Console. Uh, I know I think we, the Dynastic Hero went to Wii Virtual Console too. I was gonna say I think we got both versions, and then it is part of the Wonder Boy collection. Um, yeah, that uh, that it's you the talk easiest about. way to probably get it, and I believe this is also on Steam as well as a standalone title. If you want to check it out there, it is, it is. Um, and if you're playing it on a flash cart, it is an SRAM save. So uh, learn this the hard way. You need to patch it. There's nothing more annoying than like slapping in your cartridge. Uh, this game is very cheap uh, everywhere you go. I just like to use the flash cart over the cartridges so as not to hurt their pins, but. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny because, yeah, I, I couldn't get it to save properly or work properly on my flash cart. And then I'd slap the cartridge in and it worked fine. Uh, it turns out I just had to patch it real quick. But anyway. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah. So this seems to take the formula. This is what I know of it. This basically mm-hmm. takes the formula that I had first seen in Wonder Boy and Monsterland. Uh, and mind you, I've played all five minutes of that game. Um, and bring it up into, you know, kind of maybe more of what, uh, you know, uh, Dragon's Trap was like, but, uh, it struck me as a slightly slow paced, uh, action RPG again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 
Um, it's interesting this game because I this was actually my second Wonder Boy game I ever played when I was younger. I played uh, the original first one. People asked would be Wonder Boy on the Game Gear, which I talked about earlier. But this would be my second, and possibly I might even debate it's, this is my favorite in the series. So, <laughs> but gotcha. that might be. I do run off nostalgia with that one like quite heavily. Well, um, and real quick, we should point out that. Uh, Rarely do protagonists remain the same. If you if oh, we yeah. haven't mentioned it, Tom Tom is not the protagonist in any other one other than the first one. Um, so this one introduces a new protagonist for because I really think of Dragon's Trap, Wonder Boy in Monsterland, and this one as like kind of like a you know a trilogy almost. Yeah, yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah, and if you're do well, yeah, especially by its name, uh, Monster World Three. But if you're if you're thinking about it that way. Um, this is a new protagonist. So this is kind of a side story mm-hmm. with Xion, the, uh, the mm-hmm. new protagonist. So blue head, blue hair. Ah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> cause they changed their hair colors. Well, although he looks kind of like Mega Man in the dynastic hero. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> he really does. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, so um, yeah, so Monster World, as you say, it's, it's slow paced, no time again. It's it's kind of it's basically the dragon's trap, but no animal transformations this time. But people moan, people, people. This is one of the biggest complaints I hear about this particular game. Is I think people compare it probably a bit too harshly to Dragon's Trap, um, but they forget what this game brings instead. Um, mm. The dragon. This is what I was saying earlier about the Dragon's Trap's a great, great game, but it did have to suffer with some of the limitations of the Master System. Whereas at least Wonder Boy and Monster World does take on the benefits of the Mega Drive hardware. So what they do, the, the gameplay here is significantly improved in terms of as like control wise. Um, mm-hmm. Like attacking just seems so much smoother in this game. It seems a lot clearer, sort of you know when you're putting a hit on an enemy. Um, there's a variety of weapons this time, Fred. This is the first in the series where it allows you to kind of change weapons, not including the uh, the third arcade game. In terms of that, you go, you can either use sword weapons or you can use spear-like weapons, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, that that's a and that's a major feature as well with some of the sections in this game. Um, obviously, when you use a spear, you have no shield, but you can kind of do like a spinny move with it to block projectiles as well, which is kind of cool actually. Right? It's one of my that's my favorite memories from when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, even though there's no animal transformations, you still kind of like unlock things that will help you access new areas. So you are, yes, you are always a human character, but I think if you, it's it's weird to describe, but you, you kind of do have those animal transformations. They're just, you know, it's like Metroid, isn't it? You just unlock a new ability. Like for example, yeah. you find the trident in the game. So Piranha Man, as you swim underwater in this game, you just find the trident, then you can swim underwater. Yep. <laughs> but you yep. can do it all the time. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> so, and you don't have to, because obviously in Dragon's Trap, I'm not to be rude on the game, but you had to consistently change between the animals to get the right ability to use in the right section. Here, you just have everything all from the get-go. Um, well, once you've unlocked it and you just keep using it. So it streamlines things a bit more there. Um, the graphics, I, I just, I can't help but say, but they are just, they're, they're very good on this game. They're very colorful. They keep that colorful graphical style, that cutie kind of look as well. Um, mm-hmm. Some some rather suspicious graphical decisions, especially when you get to the wood section, <laughs> when you see certain tribal characters. But yeah. hey. <laughs> but yeah. That's Japan, I guess, but. 
Yeah, cultural <laughs> insensitivity. It's right up there with Resident Evil Five over here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah the, it, it's all yeah. It's all good fun. We all laugh about it. But so, is um, are you always moving that slow in the game? I know it's related to your no, boots, no. but uh, yeah, no. That's the thing. Is that's a bit of a misconception. Is that I mean, yeah, you. It's it's mostly the boots. It's because you really do start off ridiculously underpowered at the beginning, and you need to. Um, yeah, you need to upgrade your boots this time. Uh, so the boots are back. Boots are back from Monster Land. So it's been a departure, but they're back finally. Uh, of course, you can upgrade your boots, your armor, your shield again. And, back uh, from their world back. tour in. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The boots they're have back. returned. Um, they introduced sort of new magical spells this time. Magic's easy. I find magic's a bit more sort of. Well, I'm not saying it's easier to use, but it's. It seems more. There's more variety and more different uses for it this there's time. More so variety like, and it's more intuitive. Yeah, so it's like you got the fire, you got the quake, you got a return spell, which is very useful. Which is basically that if you're in a, if you're in a sort of a, if you're stuck in a pinch, use the return spell and it'll send you back to the nearest inn so you can heal up. Um, obviously, I think you said this already, Fred. It's battery save this time, so mm-hmm. uh, you just go to an inn, it saves the game to the cart basically. Yep. Uh, which which is obviously a huge that's 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 big improvement too. Although you only get one save. I know I know I found out recently people seem to be quite. They don't like that. They don't. They, they don't like it. We don't get free save slots, Fred. <laughs> so you got to always yeah, get a, free. Yeah, you can save as many times as you want, but you only get one slot. Um, you know, believe it or not, I don't take issue with that in this game. I don't know why I don't, that I is. Know. I don't either. It's fine. Um, I don't take issue with most games, to be honest. But that's just well. Me, I'm but, a save yeah. slot whore, though. If you've watched any of oh, my Resident yeah, Evil things, good, yeah. I'm shuffling 15 save slots the whole time. So yeah, but I, I don't think this game really. It doesn't really necessarily need save slots though, with the way, the way it plays. Um, because you know, no, if, no, if you no. fail, just go back to the last save, basically. You did, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, that I guess that's what I'm saying. Worth bringing up is obviously, if you die, you just die. So, if you haven't saved, you're screwed back to the beginning. But obviously, if you saved, you're fine. Um, oh, they put potions in this game now as well. So, oh, they did have potions in Dragon's Trap, I should say, but um, they used it a little bit differently in Dragon's Trap. Um, but you can now sort of heal whenever you want to this time on this game. Um, there's also um, support characters, Fred. So you can now get characters that kind of follow you around through some of the dungeons, give you a bit of assistance. So some of them yeah. might give you like hearts. Some of them will dig up gold. Some of them will just generally attack. Um, and they're, those are they're quite handy. I mean, it depends. Some people. I, I got mean, my first say- support character when I played. I got to the first one, but that yeah, it's so be the fairy sort the fairy, of section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on they're not they don't make a massive difference but i think if you're a little kid they always felt kind of cool that you had this little sort of you know character following you around <laughs> so you didn't feel lonely definitely <laughs> but, yeah yeah you need a buddy you need a partner in crime and i'd say the story is a bit more kind of you know because obviously there isn't really a lot of narrative in dragon's trap either or even any of the wonder boy games this is the first one to put a lot of text in there's actually a bit more story in this one so you can actually mm. talk to you know, NPCs, you can speak to them about, they'll tell you about, oh, the village is under attack, mushrooms are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like that, but... And there is a big, crazy candied mushroom that you fight in the first dungeon. Oh, the Beckanoid. Um, <laughs> it's called the Beckanoid? That's even better. Um, it's the, it'll wreck your day. <laughs> yeah, it will. If you don't know how to fight it, it totally will. Um, yeah, again, th- uh, this, game's, th- this game was pretty cool. The slow pacing at the beginning was a little tough to deal with, but... Uh, but again, knowing it picks up uh, is worthwhile. And there are some cool platforming sections even early on because there's a lot of references to even the original Wonder Boy. Um, yes, they, uh, Princess Purapril from Monster Lair. Mm-hmm. Well, which one was it? Monster Boy, Wonder Boy 3 Monster Lair is in this. She is, is, interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there's like, there's just like water. There there's a lot of the water platforming that's yeah. indicative of early uh, Wonder Boy, the first Wonder Boy game. Um, like the beach sections back, and that was a trope from the um, Dragon's yeah. Trap. They put the Egyptian Egypt section. And I saw that. Yeah, the Sphinx returns. He, the Sphinx was a boss character from Monster Land, which is mm-hmm. a boss character you literally don't fight. You answer a question <laughs> or questions in this case. Yeah, yeah. I actually thought that was really clever. I, it's done better in this than Monster Land. Monster Land is a is a bit. I'm just gonna say it's a dick move that game because it, <laughs> it gives you a question you don't know because it asks the Sphinx asks what's its favorite Sega game. And like, okay, <laughs> I supposed to know that it's Afterburner, by the way. If you don't oh, know. okay, good, good, good. Now I know. But it's a bit, it's, it's nasty in Monster Land because it, you don't know, you don't know the answers. It's a guess right. thing, and if you get it wrong, you have to fight him. But in this one, you never fight him. You just have to answer five questions. You've got to get at least, I believe, four or three of them correct, and they're actually based off stuff that you have learned up to that point, possibly depending on how much you've invested in the game. So right, like in this one, like how much does people. a charm stone cost? And yeah, like yeah. So that. it'll be like that. It'll say what what item helps you swim underwater. That one's a bit obvious, but um, it'll say like what 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 items you the get wings. here. Or, yeah, no, yeah. Um... it's quite clever actually because it's it, the reason I really, really, and I said this actually for me, I might even have this on YouTube still where I talked about this. Um, it, it just felt it broke up the traditional like, oh, every boss fight is just a fire, you know, kill it, kill it, kill it. Whereas it made you just kind of, it took a bit of a different approach this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I like. I will say, looking things over, it looks like the dynastic hero is pretty much the same. They've adjusted the storyline slightly, and. Um, some of the boss characters are are changed, but ultimately it's the same. Yeah, they game. changed they changed sprites, but it's basically mm-hmm. the same game. And um, they put in um, full motion video. Yes, they the did intro. anime cutscenes. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> so that's the version I'll play from now on. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, anything you want to say before we wrap this up with the 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 last game, oh, the one I haven't played yet? Uh, but I have. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I love this game personally, but a lot of it I do always reserve and say it's mostly because of nostalgia. But I think okay, if you have a diff, if you have diff, if you have a problem with difficulty, um, if you if you want an easier ride game, although I I still mm, it's not that easy, especially at the end. Uh, <laughs> this might be maybe the best one to go with if you want to maybe a bit more of a comfortable ride. But the last sort of section of this game gets brutally difficult. <laughs> which and is what, what is soap. this? What is this wonderful game? Um, oh, the last the last game in the series that we're talking about is mm-hmm. um, is Monster World Four. Yep, drops the Wonder Boy completely. <laughs> with with very um, appropriate reason, because you don't play as a boy anymore. <laughs> you no, play as a you, girl. Don't. you play as a girl. Yeah, yeah. Asha. Asha, and we've moved into the Arabian times. Mm. We are out of the medieval finally, and into Arabian times. So. It's worth pointing out then, obviously, straight away, this game, Japan only, for a long, mm-hmm. long, long, long time. But they did localize it eventually uh, mm-hmm. for when they when it was brought over to the 360, PS3, and PC, I think. Uh, 360, PS3, and Wii. A Wii Virtual Console. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't think I've got PC here. It might not be on the PC. That's a bit sad. That's a shame. 
Oh, well. Um, but yeah, it was localized in 2002, I believe, actually. But then it was, um, so it's basically 2012 was when it actually officially came over. So it's well, a long Demi time. Force and DJAP, which are very well known localizers, um, did the fan translation. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, 2012 was when uh, it was officially paid for by, I want to say Sega? Oh, I'd, I'd say, I'd imagine so, because it is mm-hmm. it's Sega's names on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's a good um, job. They did a very good job of it as well. It, it feels like a good translation. Well, in this game, uh, first of all, this game came out late in the Mega Drive cycle, uh, 1994. So if you're paying attention, at the same time this comes out in Japan, same year we get the Saturn. They get the Saturn. So mm-hmm. best of the best. And it is a really, really good-looking uh, Genesis it's game. Very Mega pretty. Drive game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's... Uh, it's worth seeing on that it's a alone. Like, so you know, we talk about Story of Four and stuff. It, it feels like that sort of mm-hmm. game in a way. Well, that was very vibrant, and they really made use of that color palette. Came out in the same year, so it makes sense. <laughs> well, <there laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Some some of the the baller ass games uh, hitting this time period. Um, but I think what we should point out is why I want to play this game. So this game is Metroidvania uh, through and through. Yep. Um, that much I know. But another thing I've heard about this game is that a lot of your RPG elements kind of strip away, and this is more of kind of like back to action platformer. Yeah, they they, they simplify things a bit more here, and uh, yeah, they they really it, it, this seems to be a trope for Wonder Boy in general. They they never seem to, although we say they they kind of stuck with that Dragon's Trap formula. Every game does still feel quite different. <laughs> you never really feel like anything of the same. There's sort of there's something different about it. Um, so yeah, the the, the setting the, this one seems like a huge departure. Although it is very similar to the prior game that we just talked about, uh, Monster mm. World, in the sense that it still does have upgrading. Um, it has you can upgrade your weapon, you can upgrade your armor. Although this time they've read it's a bit different. When you upgrade your armor, you get more health points. You see it, you actually see it ah, on the screen. Right, right. I'm so those that. heart containers increase. Um, so they make that a bit more simple. Whereas obviously before armor generally it doesn't really increase your health. It just st- it reduces the damage. Mm. Whereas this time it's a lot more. It's much more simplified. Um, not only that, but you can also find in the world like additional like health containers, like temporary ones, um, mm. like. I mean, the best example I've used for this is like if you've played Binding of Isaac, where you find like the the blue hearts in that, where they're just temporary, yep. but once they're gone, they're gone. Yep. Uh, so they they put that into this game. Obviously, this came way before that game, but um, mm-hmm. you you obviously get money again, money here, money to exchange for goods and items. Um, you only have a sword though. That's all. But even though you only have a sword, Fred, you can actually do more moves of it. So you can now do like a downward strike. You can like bounce off enemies. Kind of think like Ducktales, kind of in the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It finally. So you, it finally gets to where we knew it was going, where you could yeah. jump on enemies' heads. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they they really change up the gameplay a lot, which actually confused me when I played it because yeah, you obviously you're you're thinking it's like uh, the other sort of Wonder Boy games, but this is, I mean, it's funny. Uh, this might be the most platformy of the Wonder Boy games. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, it's fair. You have a kind of a a permanent kind of like I guess um, support character. Um, I forgot what his name was now. That little blue puffball that you have. <laughs> um, the oh, blue slime. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know the blue slime. It's Piccaloo, I believe. Uh, oh, I'm looking it up. Uh, Pepe Logu. Yeah, so that's that that that, that little that little little guy, and, he, and he's all. But this time, unlike the support characters from Monster World, um, he's pretty useful. Like you can use him for various sort of tasks. So you can use him to like glide and stuff, and um, you know, and bounce on, of course. So for platforming mm. sake. So, 
So he's he's with you the entire adventure and um, is is actually is quite useful. Whereas the other support characters from Monster World, they just felt like they were just kind of there, but you didn't need them. Um, so weren't essential. Um, like with Monster World, though, this does have a good story. It has a story, a big storyline into it. So there's a, there's an overarching sort of theme, everything. It does um, even reference um, the events of Monster World because this was supposed to be a sequel to that. Because uh, dare I say that that last game thread, it finishes with a to-be-continued screen <laughs> back in the day. Yep. And it turns out... <laughs> Well, a lot of people jokingly say that the continuation is Shantae. Um, we'll get into that at a different time, but way forward, Shantae, uh, yep, yep. many people consider to be the continuation of Monster World. But uh... which, yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up later, absolutely. But um, there's also kind of like a funny genie character in this game, which is kind of like, I think he almost in a way, I guess you could say he replaced he he's like the new pig character, but he doesn't smoke and he's a bit, but he's very kind of sarcastic. Um, yes. Obviously, yes. For, for disclosure, I can't speak Japanese. I'm only going by the English translated version. So that's fair. That's fair. I bet he was sarcastic in the Japanese version yeah. as well. The only reason I say that is I know there are people that have uh, mentioned to me that oh no, he's way he's way worse than the Japanese version or something like that. You know, they, they'll they'll say there's different versions of translation. Yeah, um, I'm sure the fan translation probably gets a little more literal um, mm. and uh, might might offer some insight there. <laughs> the the sound well we should mention the soundtrack is very good in this game as well very sort of very kind of happy music and very chirpy nice Mm. but this is um i i do recommend this wholly i mean i haven't played this i mean probably because it's just a bit late to the party for me i've only played this through like twice i think so far um i think had this come out back in the day if it was a sequel to wonder boy monster world this probably might have ended up being my favorite (laughs) Um, but go. it's just because I played that game so excessively that sort of still holds that sort of special place for me. Um, whereas this is obviously a game that you're coming to a bit later and a bit older after you've played lots of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still very good. I still highly recommend this. Um, but um, definitely, definitely has its difficulty as well. Even though we've kind of mentioned all these improvements and changes and tweaks they've made to the gameplay, it's still, um, you know, the bosses are certainly quite challenging. And then the, if it, it, it certainly feels like that Shantae, like you said, Fred, is a very good comparison. And um, this does feel a lot like that game if you've played it, where it, it just it feels like they've got they've got more emphasis on like different platform levels, like you're going from different platform to platform, rather than most of the Wonder Boy games really is just you going from left to right or right to left and killing enemies. Yeah, that's fair. yeah, yeah. No, I'll give you that. Um, I again, I very much wanted to play it. Um, I picked it up yep. on uh, on the Wii, but at the same time, I can just throw the fan translation yep, in my flash cart, yep. which I'd like to try to do. Um, but, interesting uh, to see what you think of that. Yeah, I, I, I should probably I should probably look into that actually. Yeah. Well, and who knows? Maybe we'll make it a game club at some point. But uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. but you know, it's not too long either. It's quite. It's there a it's a modest length. There yeah. you go. Good summer outing. But uh, but yeah, and that brings us to the end of Weststone's uh, uh, Wonder Boy ing. Mm-hmm. They would go on to do a lot of Neon Waiting. Genesis Evangelion <laughs> licensed games in Japan only. Uh, but uh, but yeah yeah that's. So that's the end of that legacy, but um, but yeah, I don't know. There's Wonder Boy. So hopefully this this kind of got you involved. If you're not familiar with the series or didn't play too many of them, um, you know, which means you're probably American. Um, there's there's a lot to explore here. There's a lot to explore. There is a Sega Ages, but you need to know Japanese for it. So 
Yeah, the vintage yeah, collection is yeah. probably your best way to go on some of these. It's a say I would have loved that collection to come out on PS2. That would be brilliant. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, know, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, so... All right, well, I guess we'll call that to a close. Um, so the reason we didn't do the special episode was because we had some scheduling conflicts and I was part of them. I was actually probably one of the biggest reasons we couldn't do it. So we're going to try to get that taken care of next week. So everybody stay tuned. But uh, but yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know, Jam, before we call it a night, anything else you want to say? Yeah. Nope, and he cuts out right as he's saying. This no. time, I'll there. actually will go back and. Oh, that's annoying. I, I will. I will. I was. I was writing an article about the chronological of the series of Wonder. Oh no! And actually, finally posted it to the website. Nice, nice, nice. Before you post anything, uh, email me just so we can uh, talk. But. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just in case. Um, but yeah. All right. So with that, yeah. uh, you can hit us up at gaminghistory101.com. You can email us at contact at gaminghistory101.com and, uh, and mm-hmm. definitely, uh, oh yeah. And also join us live. Oh, well at least join me. Uh, Jim's, uh, it's pretty late for him, but, uh, live Tuesday nights, uh, all games, 7 PM Eastern standard time. I will be in the chat like I am right now. So what up chatters? Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, all right, we'll be, we, we will be back next week, hopefully with a slew of guests and we're going to be talking about arcades, uh, but there's there's more to it than that, which uh, will hopefully be revealed uh, next week. So, uh, with that, mm-hmm. this is uh, this is Fred and Jam saying, uh, "Have a good week and peace out." Take care. <laughs>